Hey everybody, and welcome to Total Nerd List, the podcast where we make lists and be nerds. I'm Shane. I'm Tom. And I'm Reggie. And this week, we're telling ghost stories. With ghost stories with a personal twist. What's brown and floats through the twilight zone? I don't know. What? We've become we've become a doo-doo podcast. It's... Where does the Lone Ranger take his garbage? I've heard this, but I can't remember. Where? Where? To the dump, to the dump, to the dump, 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 to the dump, to the dump, to the dump, dump, dump. What's brown and sticky? Brown and sticky? I don't know. Stick. Oh, get boo! I have one more. All right. What did the Pink Panther say when he stepped on an ant? Did ant. Dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant. What are we getting new Pink Panther stuff? We got the Steve Martin one, but I want more Beyonce, Steve Martin, Pink Panther. Personally, there was a second one though, wasn't there? I think so, but I don't think I saw the first. So I watched it because Beyonce was in it, and that was when I was in my. That was also around the time when Austin Powers Three came out. She was in that Foxy Cleopatra. We got sidetracked. <laughs> We're talking about ghost stories this we week, are. aren't we? What is a ghost story, Shane? Well, a ghost story is a story that features ghosts <gasps> or anything that's paranormal. Paranorman? Paranormous. Yes. Paranorman as well. I got it from an Abbey someone. <laughs> Abbey normal. But before we dive into our ghost stories, what are you guys nerding out on? Well, I uh, have been playing a lot of Metroid. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to play us. it much this weekend, but I have gotten to play it um, last night a lot and got finally got getting into it. It is still so stressful, and I was gonna say it looked like anxiety. <laughs> it is it is a small doses game. Um, you, you're still figuring out all the puzzles of normal Metroid while being actively pursued by something you literally cannot kill mm-hmm. um and will kill you in one shot um and and there's like a one in like probably one in eight chance of doing like this counter when you get caught which is actually pretty cool when i'm getting better at it i got like uh-huh. two in a row the other night and was super uh pumped but uh i i really like what they're adding to metroid with it i i hope we'll get more games like this without the constant pursuit stress Mm-hmm. I would love for them because I mean they did they they've already done like a 3D side scroller like this. Uh, it's just I haven't gotten to play it because I don't have a 3DS and I, they haven't ported it to the Switch. But I'm really hoping we'll get more of like the classic games remade in this style, uh-huh. uh, which I, I think I see coming. And I I just love Metroid mm-hmm. so much. It was stressing watching you for the 30 seconds that you played before you got caught. Yeah, it looks like game. anxiety. No, you were literally invisible forever, and then all of a sudden, it like it got gotcha. you. Good old Emmy is but what you, it's called. You were invisible Emmy. until it got near you, and your invisibility was like nope, no, no more anymore. invisible. <laughs> here he is. He's right here. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun. But also, I ran a twelve person, two hundred mile relay race through Kentucky Bourbon Country this weekend while living in a van uh, on a hurt ankle. Oh, uh, that was fun, but it's, they're called Ragnar relays and they have like trail races where you do, um, you, the trail races, you like camp and do multiple loops around your camping area. Um, 
and everyone does each loop. Mm-hmm. And then there are van road races where you're running from point to point and your, your team is in a van uh, dropping the runners off along the relay route and picking, oh, wow. picking them up. Uh, it, it's super fun, super uncomfortable. I cannot sleep in a van. No. I cannot sleep in a car. I get, I call it rest, not sleep, but basically I'll probably lay there for two to three hours and get about 15 to 30 minutes of broken sleep over that time. Mm. But it's still relaxing and it, it's fun. It's, it's fun to like, it's really freeing to just be like, oh, like you're living in a van, might as well just like get comfy. So like I wear pajamas the whole time when I'm not running. Um, I saw that in your pictures. Yeah, <laughs> comfy though, Tom. They were. It, it's so fun. But uh, I I'm I'm hooked. Uh, I don't know the ecological impact of these races living in a van, and they they do try and limit waste a lot with these. But I I really like the relay aspect of it, and we'll probably do more once my like works again his uncle he hurt it oh no oh but that's basically been my week it's been exciting so wait a quick question about that instead of being in a van could it be an rv um those are actually against the rules in it really yeah because i I, basically though you know what's what's actually i I didn't get into like the coolest part about it is you know they're through local communities Mm -hmm. um a lot of tourist communities like ours that, you know, have rely on those, that money. Uh, but it, you know, a lot of the relay exchanges are schools and churches mm-hmm. and and what they'll do is like, basically, uh, they can put on their own fundraisers, like selling cheeseburgers to runners and stuff. So it like raises money for the local community and they're like really big on respecting the local community because they obviously want to be invited back. Mm-hmm. But obviously it brings people through who spend money and help with these fundraisers. Like there were, um, I met some teachers who said they had worked the, they had gotten up at like 6am to do something with the high school football game, work the high school football game. And then we're going to be at the, be working their fundraiser at the relay until 8am the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, these ladies are working hard for their students. And it, it, it really, the community aspect of it is, is what's so, I guess, addicting. Um, and makes me, want to try it again do it yes he's a van person now folks <laughs> i know i am not I, I i've learned that i do not think i can do van life no we I, heard it he said he's a van person <laughs> i can do van life for like a day or two but uh not weeks no that sounds terrible unless <laughs> unless i was doing like a tour across the country um, tour de france yeah that i i could, I could do van life if it, if it meant like being a going on like a cross-country trip That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Reggie, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been working on my autobiography. I've been sending out submission letters to various, <laughs> you know, agents. Have and... you been writing any? Um, oh wait, no, letters? that's Shane. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what have I done? <clears throat> um, this week, I well, we've been playing Borderlands too. We finally got high enough level that we've been able to play the uh, Tiny Tina, which is the whole reason why we started playing the Yay. game in the first place. Um, so that was cool. I still have not played, um, the Back for Blood game, um, which is the new Left 4 Dead that came out on Xbox because when Corey and I went to sit down and play it, it, they don't have the split screen couch co-op anymore. Nope. 
you can only play it online with friends Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I mean, I guess eventually I'll try to play it or whatever, but I literally was just so heartbroken about that because that was the most exciting thing about that game. I had the, the thing I was the most excited about that game was that because, you know, it's another couch game to play with Corey and like, that's, I don't know. I was just super disappointed. So I haven't really played any of that. I'm still making progress in heart gold. I did my first run through of the elite four, uh, without any kind of revives or PPs. That's how I like to do it, is I like to see how mm-hmm. far I can get. Just You don't Lance Armstrong it? Juice it up? Not the first time. I'm very <laughs> weird how I play my games. I like to go through the Elite Four the first time with no revives, that, no potions, no nothing. That's some BA Mr. Miyagi shit, and I love it. BA? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like I save it and then continue. I always, you know, soft reset mm-hmm. it and then I will go through because I was very interested. I did make it all the way to Lance before I like fully died, though. Oh, so God, Lance and Gary growing up. I almost broke stuff because of them. Well, because you never realize that you're supposed to level and train your Pokemon higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or use, you know, more than just physical attacks constantly. <laughs> or like, well, and the other thing is, is that they, like, the present day games tell you what the moves do. Back in the game, you were just like, oh, it's about to learn this move. What does it do? I don't so know. So it'd be like a roar, like that, that's going to hurt them yeah. a lot. Oh, like, roar, no. that's going to be awesome. And then it makes Mew 2 run away. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I used my first Master Ball to catch a Jigglypuff. <gasps> See, I was always like a – they've got – you know, because it's it gets boring when you start to think of it on the numbers level. Like because it's literally just a number generator at the end of the day. Uh, but I I was always like, oh, my team has enough fight to win this battle. So I'd like going unprepared and then get like throw stuff when I, I wouldn't win. I, but I believed in him. <laughs> I believed in you. This well, is like, why it works for Ash. Yeah. It's literally just like Hydro Pump over and over again. No like But you get a Hydro Pump that's like what? A 15 PP move so you can only use it 15 times. And the, what's the accuracy? Now it's five. Okay, five. And then what's the accuracy on that? Like 90? Something like that. But yeah, it's those. I I don't like thinking. I don't like. That's why I don't like the competitive stuff because it gets too like. Let's get into the math of it. Like, I just like battling. Mm-hmm. I totally sat down and made <laughs> charts and graphs and wrote out Pokemon, planned moves, everything to build my battle team. Oh, now, and see, I, I think that can be fun and I can do that for things, but a lot of times when I want to play Pokemon, I'm in the mood for mush. So that's that's kind of why I like just. Well, my battle team also like normally it. when people do battle teams, it's the same six Pokemon that every single person uses. You Ugh. know what I mean? Because yes. like the battle teams and the World Cups, like mm-hmm. if you watch those, it's all just it's the, the same, same Pokemon fighting one another. Yeah, I just so I did my battle team off of cuteness. So I call <laughs> mine the cutie team. It's mm-hmm. got an Espeon, a Cherubi, an Absol, a Militic. Uh, what else is on there? Nine Tails. Yeah. That one's super cute. Yes. That's why uh, I stopped playing Galaxy of Heroes because it was just all about meta chasing. Who can you – and can't, was that a spend money to get better stuff games? It was a spend money unless you had, were very, very patient. And, you know, I, I spent some money and it got me some cool stuff on there. But then it was – when I decided to just play free for play, it was just so slow that they – and, like, I was, like, going to try and grind out a free-to-play big character and i was just like this is not the level of this is like a chore so yeah 
Well, speaking of mobile games, I also started playing a little bit of Pokemon Go again. Oh, yes. Other than that, that's it. I haven't done much. <clears throat> I've been, I mean, Halloweening. I guess that's not true. This weekend we did carve pumpkins and make mm-hmm. sugar cookies. I loved your pumpkins. There was like a Mr. Peanut looking one. Yep. Yours was really spooky. Mine was Gary. Yes. Corey's was the Mr. Peanut looking one. I saw a Wonder Woman one. Mm-hmm. That's my neighbor. She did that one. And Ethan did um, like a ditto. That's what he was going yeah. for. With little eyes in the mouth. Did we share that on Total Nerd List? I don't think so, but you're welcome to. We yeah. And then uh, I also made some sugar cookies this weekend with an amazing res- recipe from a local bakery that she shared with me. <laughs> I'm so excited for sugar cookie season. And um, we did a, a maze maze. Yes. Or a corn maze is the English language. Oh, yeah. No, maze maze is right. I call it a maze maze. <laughs> I've always called them maze maze because. Maze Maze, you know, Native American Maze. 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 Um, It's the one that's right next to where I live, and it was awesome. There were six mailboxes hidden inside of it, Mm -hmm. and each mailbox had a piece of the map on how to get out. Yes. We found four of them before we found the exit. (laughs) Don't know how that happened, but we somehow managed to find the exit. My mom also came up and did it with us, so it was super fun. And my mom ended up being too tired to go back in, but we all went back in to find those last two pieces. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, we paid $12 a person to get in here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I want all six pieces so we can frame it. Yes. Well, don't um, you, do you get a little free pumpkin if you get all six pieces? I didn't get a free pumpkin. Uh, so one year, my roommate and I went, we found all the pieces, and because we found them, like, we got, like, they were not the carving kind by any means. And maybe that's just why. Maybe they had, like, an excess that year, and they're like, if you find all six pieces, yeah, get one of these pumpkins. Um, we should do that, except if you find all six pieces, you get a pumpkin thrown at you. <gasps> no. Ooh. And it breaks and goes... <laughs> well, I guess I've done a lot more, because I also went to my friend's house and got more pumpkins besides the ones that we already carved. And I picked up a couple pie pumpkins, and I'm going to make um, pumpkin pie from scratch. Does Corey... Um, that be so good. I'm excited. Does Corey bake seeds? Yeah, we already. it's already made. I was going to bring some today, but I couldn't find a container to bring them in. I'll bring some tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> We have literally like six or seven more pumpkins to carve before the party. So there'll be tons of seeds coming. Yay. Are you, you going like to carve them all or could I come help? No. <laughs> I don't know. We just have to see. I mean, I'll go buy my own pumpkin. No, I'm, we'll just we'll talk about it after. So where, what's the difference between pie pumpkins and carving pumpkins? Uh, carving pumpkin is a specific name. And then the pie pumpkins are called sugar pumpkins. And they're smaller and they're fatter. And they typically, they're not hollow on the inside. Like mm-hmm. when you cut them open, they look... Um, like squash? Yeah, more like a squash where then, it's a little so bit like, of seeds and innards. Mm-hmm. And then you bake it. And then you scoop out the filling from the shell mm-hmm. after it's been baked. And then you puree it. And that's how you get pumpkin filling. I wonder if that's like the same pumpkin that we buy for my dog. When we give oh, a probably. Mm-hmm. I would imagine so. I didn't know that was like a thing. I kind of just want to start buying those to eat. <laughs> I yeah. love pumpkin. Well, there you go. I uh, I know a guy who has a bunch of them right now. We'll talk after the show. I shall be raiding his yard dressed like Angelica when she had her little cat burglar outfit on in Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's it. Shane, what have you done? Well, I have been uber excited, even though it's still like half a month away, though closer at this point, but still for the Animal Crossing update, oh. we got the Animal Crossing Direct on the 15th, and we're finally getting so much. And now, preface this with it is the last major update that they're going to do for the game, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, does that mean there's going to be a new Animal Crossing in a couple years? 
And I think potentially, like, we'll probably still get new items every so often like we typically do. Um, but there's not going to be more major updates. But I'm happy, like, we, we, uh, there's so much. I don't even know where to begin with what we're getting. And I we'll cannot start wait. at the beginning and tell <laughs> us all. Well, we get some new people, like, Captain comes back. We get, um, the bird whose name I can't think of with the coffee shop. All of a sudden. <laughs> Is the April Fool's thing gonna, cat gonna come back? Blanca? Blanca was not mentioned. Hmm. And I kind of wish she would come back. I like the creepy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that no face one. Yeah. But then we get on Harv's Island and Harv is the creepy animal with the camera studio that no one goes and visits. But we will now because all of our other little visitors are going to set up shops on those islands that we have to help build and get. And that's where we get Tor Timer back. He's not dead. And we also get Katrina, the fortune teller. And Red will have one of those permanent camps set up, and it looks like he'll probably have one to two pieces of art a day. They will still probably be real and fake. You never what, know. How do fortunes work in Animal Crossing? They can determine just certain events that happen, like weather or something like you might get a curse on you, and there's something that happens in the game where like you'll be walking, or especially when you run, you'll trip and fall. It does absolutely nothing to your character, but it's really annoying when you're trying to dash across the island and you fall like four times. I thought Animal Crossing wasn't supposed to be mean. Wow, I didn't know it was getting heavy, putting curses on people. But you could also get good things with these fortunes, and you know, you might find more bells or something, or everyone will be nice to you. Because sometimes your neighbors aren't. Mm, but aren't Captain like comes them. back and will take you to random islands that will be different seasons or different times of day than it currently is when you're playing, which is really cool because that'll help us get the missing bugs and fish and things that we don't have. Um, we get new Nook Mile ticket items, like a Ferris wheel and a duck little game. Like, I have a little amusement park set up in mind that's just going to grow with all these new items. I'm super stoked. Um, Reese and her husband come back, and they will... Is that the married one? The yes. llamas that yeah. got married? They will customize items like the lighthouse. Pretty much look like the Nook Mile ticket items that you can't customize. They will do that for us. Um... The store is going to have new items. We get hanging fixtures like lights and shelves that will go on the ceilings inside houses. Um, and there's even going to be some like new Animal Crossing residents, just like people that, you know, other characters that can move on to your island. And I'm just uber excited for it. And then mm-hmm. they're going to top it off with some paid content because, you know. Of you know. course, microtransactions. Yes. Um, but they are going to release what is essentially the next version of the Animal Crossing Designing Home game. That, mm-hmm. Like it was released on the 3DS as a separate game. This is a paid update where you essentially do the same thing. You'll be making like the island getaway homes. Which is really cool because you get some more design features in the house. And after so long of playing that DLC, if you choose to pay for it, you will get those features back on your own island to customize your house even more. Question. Mm-hmm. Are we getting co-op island hopping? No. I don't believe so. You should see my face. Right <laughs> it's in disbelief. Didn't Wasn't that like what you wanted to do with Corey when you got on Animal Yeah, I Crossing? thought we were going to all go... We were going to do the Mystery Islands together. Oh. Once again, yeah. we went to go do all of that, and then it was like, you can't do that together. So, you know, I don't think they specified it, but with Cap'n in the 3DS games, if you had people over, you could go to the island together with all those people. And so you might could do that with the Mystery Islands with the Cap'n Islands. Hmm. That would be cool. That'd be cool. I, because that's what I want to do. Like, I want to go chop down trees with friends. I want to be able. I want to be able to help build someone's fence. Mm-hmm. There, there should be like a creative mode, like Minecraft, and that, that's what kind of got me a bad taste in my mouth about Animal Crossing. It's like I want to go help. I want my friends to be able to help me with this stuff. 
Well, I mean, you there are, they are starting another, like, we get more items to garden, per se. It'll be just like the pumpkins. You plant them. They grow in so many days. We get tomatoes, carrots, <gasps> Animal Crossing, box sugar cane. <laughs> I like that. All right. I guess when I'm going to go home, and I'll the, start my yes. game back And then with these new food too. items, we get new DIY recipes so you can make new things to display in your house or eat. Are there going to be rugs outside? I don't think so. Are there going to be more crowns? That I don't know. Wings? Any kind of wings? They didn't show anything, but there are a new plethora of items coming in this update. So maybe. Question. Can't promise it. Hmm. Did y'all play Farmville? No. Yes. I did. It, that was big, like, my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny hearing, like, people who thought they were grown being like, I'm going to go check my crops. Yes. Everyone was checking their crops. It was a problem. A pumpkin's withered. No. In some workplaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. We got, like, a cybersecurity email at work that was, like, um, like websites that got compromised and State Farm uh, things showed up. And it was, like, Neopets.com. <laughs> it was, like, someone signed up for Neopets with their work email, and now it's compromised. <laughs> like, that's how they get you. And, you know, it was, like, probably 2004. But sorry, that we've lost the train of thought so much. I'm sorry. My no. Neopet was a blue dragon. I thought Neopets were so cool. I don't know any of the names of the ones I had. Mm-mm. But you had to make them yourself. Like you picked the pet and the color mm-hmm. and you could As, pay more for mm-hmm. more stuff, but I never did. So I just had the generic blue dragon. The See, of all I ever had was the, um, mm-hmm. all I ever had was the uh, McDonald's toys. Mm. Did you guys ever do or know of Gaia online? No. No, it was like the first, I, it was, when I first was doing it, it was back in high school and it was just like message boarding, mm-hmm. you know, pick different yeah, topics. Yeah, like a forum. I, yeah, a forum. <laughs> it was, that's exactly what it was. But then it became like you had an avatar and you could get all this stuff. That was the first time I ever did microtransactions was, was, <laughs> was with that. Awesome. Well, uh, keeping up with what I've been nerding out on with the Chucky TV series has become one of my favorite TV shows and I've only watched the first episode. It is so much more wonderful than I ever expected it to be. It's funny. It's scary. It's creepy. Um, it's it's so good. It's everything that a series like Chucky needed to do to be a TV show. It's, it's just so good, and I love it, and I'm addicted. The new episode comes out tonight. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. I'll record it because I'm old, and staying up from 10 to 11 is not what I do anymore. At least not watching TV because I'm too stimulated afterwards to go to bed when I need to. Um, I want. I feel that. I've been staying so late. Keep going, Reggie. <laughs> I want to watch the Chucky show. I've seen a lot about it, and I, I really, really, really want to see it. Yes, I think you will really enjoy it. I like. I, said, I was thoroughly impressed, and at times I laughed. And then, like a really Chucky movie, it's creepy. He's creepy. He's already killing people in the first episode because I was a little worried that you know it's an eight episode season and that things really wouldn't start until like five or episode five or six. No, things started immediately, and I love every minute of it. Has Tiffany showed up yet? She is not yet. There's a little homage to her in the beginning. We will see her. Um, the actor whose name I can't remember because I'm not that familiar with the series, but the little boy from the first Chucky movie. Um, Andy? Uh-huh. Andy has a, a voiceover cameo, and it was the actor because I watched some behind-the-scenes stuff afterwards. It was his voice because he calls the main character when he finds out that this new kid has Chucky, but before he can warn him of what Chucky is, something happens to him. 
And so that's a thread that they le- that they leave dangling, and hopefully throughout the season we'll one like well one we'll see Andy come back on screen and see what happened. Well, did you ever watch the um, okay. Cult of Chucky or uh-huh. the, those? And you mm. saw that the actual not only yeah. the kid he actor was, was Andy again. Was Andy again. But that, I always thought I'd like that. So, so so we're talking Andy from Toy Story, right? No. Same kid. <laughs> Same kid. Same I wonder if that if Andy from Toy Story was like a little homage, like a wink mm-hmm. to the subtle fans. So True. you've never seen the Chuckies, have you? I've not. Y'all know how I feel about dolls, but Reggie explained it, and I, I think I think I could do Chucky. Yeah, I told I gave him the the lowdown of. Yeah. I mean, they're 80s and early 90s movies, so the gore is not. No. But oh, I, the Bride of Chucky, I would say, is a little gory. I mean, the guy gets nails true, thrown into his face at one point. Um, and I guess the cult of Chucky, like those movies, those are kind of more, the more modern ones would be gory, I would, I would guess, I guess. But you could start the TV show and be perfectly fine with starting there. It's just, it's so good. It's so, it's also very inclusive. Um, isn't the main character maybe mm-hmm. experimenting with his LGBTness? Mm, no, there's confirmation. Oh, he's he's a gay. Yes, he's, Hello. A, gay. he's a gay. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's weird is they have the main characters. Like, it's kind of also really weird because um, I want to start shipping people, but they're eighth graders. They don't look like it. It should really be high school, but you get reminders sometimes. They just outright talk about how they're in eighth grade, and that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, also, when there's like sexual tension and other stuff happening between characters. So are they, is Chucky out there killing a bunch of eighth graders? Um, I mean, he will, and there's a few I can't wait oh. to see him go after. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, I really want to watch it. Tonight is Lower Decks and Dragula, mm-hmm. and maybe if there's time, I'll fit Chucky in there. Yes. Well, and if you can't, when you do start watching, there will be a second episode out by now, and like when I started, when I stopped watching last night after the first episode, I wanted more immediately. If nice. there were five more, I might have stayed up late binging them. Oh, shit. Their shoes, <laughs> they were that good? Yes. Right. At least the first episode was. I hope it, the momentum carries over. Um, and then two other things I just wanted to mention. Still no Halloween costume. I'm working on it, and that's life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shane's Still just trying to... Still man. I think Shane is trying to find an excuse to come to my party naked. No. A little on the naked side. I think I'm trying to find an excuse for Shane to come to your party naked. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I don't know. Fine. Uh, maybe we should do a little. You just have live. to come after the children. Maybe we should go live at the. I was playing with keys that were sitting on the table. Sorry about that extra sound, folks. I know. I love it. <laughs> um, maybe we should go live on Instagram or something at the party. Maybe. On total nerd list. We'll see. Well, we're committed to it now, so let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but the last thing I wanted to say that I've been nerding out on. Um, so the creepiest thing I'm watching. I'm watching American Horror Story. I'm watching Chucky. Um, you know, and I'm gearing up for Halloween with all these other Halloween episodes. But the creepiest thing by far that I am watching, and maybe it's because I'm watching it at night, or maybe they're just getting the tone so right that it's creepier than all these other shows, is Days of Our Lives. Possessed Marlena is creepy AF. No. What's going on? Did she become a panther yet? She's not become a panther yet, but she is full on possessed, and she is getting ready to try to kill some people. She's making other people think that they are crazy. Her eyes are all weird. The lighting is perfect. There's wind coming out of nowhere. She's convincing people to have a baby because the devil wants their baby. Uh, it's it's good, and I am so ready for this nine-month ride. <laughs> it's nine months of her being possessed? Probably. <gasps> well, and there are also rumors that the devil is going to jump from person to person, and we already saw that he got to Marlena by this other character, which is one of the legacy characters, one of the older actors on the show. He's 96, and I was so impressed when he played that possession part. 
Um, but that's how the devil got back into Marlena. Mm. Marlena. Now, what do you watch your show on? Do you Are you recording it from daytime television? I am not. I do the streaming. I probably should record it, but because they do new episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, I don't want to fill the DVR that fast because I don't know if I could watch them. And I also keep up with it online. Like, I'll read daily recaps, and then I'll watch if you, the recap sounds good enough. Um you don't watch it on like a really tiny television in like a breakfast and up like an old <laughs> southern lady on her lunch hour? No, no. Okay, that's how my grandmother always did. We little tiny TV. Days I get of big our screen lives, now. Grilled cheese. We have big screen TVs now. Get to see. I get to see everything. Um, I miss those old TVs that were like that was my first they were TV. Like twelve by twelve, but mm-hmm. weighed like a thousand pounds. It had the handle <laughs> on the top. Yeah, yeah, and that exactly. was my first one. Mine was white, and it was an, it was a black and white TV. Yes, but like I said, with soap operas, they just produce so much that if I did fall behind, because you can jump right back in almost at any time, and I don't mind missing an episode here and there. But when there's really like when the storyline ramps up, is when I really want to watch. Um, Yes, and some days I need to watch all of them because I'm at the point now where if Marlene possessed Marlene is not on them, and we're all calling her Mar Devil now on the forums. If she's not on them, I'm kind of like, man, I don't need to watch this episode. I'll catch it next time. <laughs> that's funny, but that's what I've been nerding out on. Well, y'all, before we move on, uh, the talk of gore reminded me of something. Have are y'all going to watch the new Halloween? We're going to watch it too. Well, we said tonight, but that was because <laughs> before we realized we were recording. We're going to watch it time. either tonight Y'all or tomorrow. Time. Well, Ethan wants to watch it too. Mm-hmm. And so it depends on how late we stay up. True. That's what they made coffee for. <laughs> well, not on a school night and a work night. No. No. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Y'all, I, I watched it. I have some feelings about it, but I think that will be great to save for next week. All right. We'll talk yeah, about it. Will you watch it, it too? I, I need to watch the first one. But I didn't it's, watch it's, it. Yes. I didn't watch I didn't it. I think it. they did a, a good job of bringing people along who is haven't watched first it. But one also on HBO? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. The first one is out. I just need to make time to watch it. It was good. And the second one. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the first one a lot. Um, it it makes everything past one, two. Yes. It, it gets away with everything. And she doesn't. Josh Hartnett's not a little baby boy no more. Yeah. <laughs> now she has a daughter. Yes. If you haven't seen any of the other one or like any of the previous ones, it's you might fine. be confused <laughs> for a minute, but they do a really good job of bringing it back around. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen all of them multiple times, so. Yeah, I've sure. seen most of them. I just haven't seen the new ones. But I'm working on it. Going to. Well, y'all, I want to hear it. Okay. Let's I am super it. excited because all month long I've been hinting about my own ghost stories. And those are the stories that I prepared today. And much like other stories I tell, I'd like to do chronologically in order. So my first one um, is my first experience I ever had with like supernatural. So aside from having the night terrors that I had and my whole issue with seeing shadow people in the dark, um, my first real experience came at an age. I don't exactly remember the age, but I do remember that it was single digits at some point. Mm -hmm. Yes. I remember a lot. A lot of people say you can't remember as much as I do, but I do. (laughs) And I was single digits, but I was, I don't know. I was old enough. I know I was in school. Um, and old enough to play outside, so it wasn't like I was a toddler or anything. But all my family's property, um, they uh, we own two acres. And at the time, my age of this story, the upper half was still just all woods. Like my family and my grandmother uh, and her family, which most of my aunts and uncles, uh, lived on the lower half of the first acre. And we lived on the kind of, I guess, the upper half of it. But then there was a whole another acre that was just wooded area. 
And my family now, like they still live currently on the property, but now we live on like that upper acre that used to be woods because at some point another, my grandmother had lived up there and then she moved away. So we took the area with the new house of our own. So that's all the background information you need to know. Um, I remember at the time we were at what is my grandmother's old house and I was on the porch. My family was inside. I was, you know, being a little kid, doing whatever little kids do, playing something, honestly, probably with my imagination because I did that a lot when I was younger. And I hear what sounded like a woman calling my name, trying to beckon me to come into the woods. And she was just calling for Shane. Like how... I don't know if you guys... Quiet siren. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have memory, like when I'd be playing outside and your mom yells for you when mm. it's time to come in or when dinner is done. Um, I had that memory a lot, but my mother was in the house with my grandmother and everyone that was home was down here. Most of them were inside and I was outside when I start hearing this woman call my name and trying to beckon me to come into the woods. Um, and it went on for like some odd minutes before I finally kind of got creeped out and I told my own, I told my mother... Um, she did not hear it and told me not to go after it. You know, don't go. <laughs> if someone is calling you, do not get off this porch. Um, and I had no desire to go in the woods at the time. Like, I know we live in an area where, and I don't know how true this is now, because I always told when we were younger that the wooded area, the mountain that we live on, there could be mountain lions, which I do think at one point in time we're in this area. Maybe they're not anymore. Um, and before, when I was younger, everyone always talked about panthers, which may or may not be extinct, but you never really know sometimes, because we still have a lot of woods in this area. Yeah, a lot of times, it's if you see them, they might be down here, but mm-hmm. apparently we have no breeding exactly. mountain lions in this area. But it eventually stopped, and since then, you know, growing up, I played in those woods, and we now live on that second acre, and I've never heard anything like that again. And anything that kind of comes from the woods now, like, more of the mountain has been developed, so it could be, like, a crazy neighbor or someone. Mm-hmm. Like, we still have a lot of woods behind us, and that is undeveloped, but but that's the first time I ever heard anything that was kind of really spooky and weird and unexplainable, because at the time, the mountain was not developed. Mm-hmm. Mountains... Dark mountains play tricks with your eyes and ears. Mm -hmm. So moving right along to a bit of another creepier story. I attended Emory and Henry College, which I think I've mentioned before. It's in Emory, Virginia, which of course no one probably knows where that is, but it's near the Abington, Bristol area of Virginia and Bristol sits on the state line of Tennessee and Virginia. So it's also like Bristol, Virginia slash Tennessee. Um, Emory and Henry College is on the National Registry of Historic Places, and it is on the National Registry of Haunted Places. It gets to be on both registries because during the Civil War, when the school was closed down, it was used as a hospital, and of course that also meant that there would need to be a morgue. And it also just meant that like, the medicine being administered there was just chloroform and salts. Um, yes. Probably. It was the Civil Ugh. War. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Next patient on the slab. That's always the best room of the haunted house. The Civil War doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there there are a lot of hauntings on campus. And I know a lot of ghost stories. I have several experiences on campus. But the two main buildings on campus that were haunted is Byers Hall, which is the theater, music, and art building. And of course, you know, they would all throw us in the haunted building. Ooh, the, the costume section of every theater, like where they store the costumes, 
It was a giant hallway in my old high school <laughs> above the th- above the theater. Yeah. I was like, that is where you get grabbed into the costumes at night. Yeah, it's like, where the killer is hiding. Yes. So when you walk by, he steps out behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and they had that section over the drama teacher's office that only the smallest ones of us that did not weigh so much could go over because you would fall. You would fall in if you were too heavy. You would fall through the roof. <laughs> You guys went to the same high school, didn't you? We did, yes. Yep. So I know exactly the what he's same talking about. Haunted high school. <laughs> um, but so Byers Hall was really haunted, and that's the one where I'll be talking about. But Wiley Hall, which was the one that was used as the actual hospital, is also very haunted as well. So my sophomore year, as I said, um, since I was a theater major, I was in Byers often, and the third floor was often designated to the theater majors, with the top floor being more for music and the um, ground floor slash second floor being more for the art students. So we were often down in the basement, which is where the morgue was. Because that's how much they love theater kids. Um, I was assigned to create a scene for my stage fighting or my stage movement class, and it was specifically a unit on stage fighting. And I was partnered with someone who is a friend and I like, but he was kind of a slacker. I don't think he listens, so if he does, I'll get a surprise call out. If not, oh well. <laughs> And we were supposed to rehearse off scene, and he pushed rehearsal off until the last minute, but I was desperate to keep my good grades, so I agreed to rehearse and put our scene together at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, which is very, very unlike me. Even when I was a college student, it was the time I was in bed by midnight at the latest. You didn't agree to do it at 3.33 a.m.? No, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so when I got there, I called him, and he was allegedly printing something in one of the computer labs elsewhere on campus. And one of his friends had the key to the computer lab because it wasn't one of the ones that was opened, especially that late, which is how he had gotten in. And we were supposed to meet, we had agreed to meet in the green room in Byers Hall, um, which, as I mentioned, is on the very bottom creeptastic basement floor where they kept all the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And Byers is also just, in general, like probably a top candidate for the most haunted building on campus. Some people may agree, others may disagree. But as I waited and I waited, I began jotting down our plan. I began working on the scene a little more um, because I realized he was in no hurry to get there. And as I was doing this, I began to hear a few odd sounds. First ones were very typical building sounds that I heard. There were like loud banging and clanking in the hallways that maybe some people could say were pipes. They did not sound like pipes and the pipes were not that exposed in that building because it was still used as an academic building. So it's not like pipes were just randomly out like they are sometimes in old houses. Um, but I could never like pinpoint where they were coming from. They were just like all around the hall. And so I did do a walk around the circle. It was kind of like a circular hall. So I could walk in a circle to see if anyone else was in there. And there was no one else on that floor with me. I would also like what few offices there were in the floor in the, on the floor were open And you could just tell it because they weren't used because they were in the basement that no one was in there. Excuse me. So when I would go back to the green room, I began working again. I began to hear a low, I guess I, I guess it's like a growl or a grumble. And I couldn't tell if it was something in a pipe because I knew that the building needed renovation. Or maybe it could have been some kind of animal that had gotten in the wall because it was so old that stuff like that did occasionally happen. Um, So I walked all around the green room, and this was coming from inside. And I was just kind of pinpoint where it was so I could figure it out because I didn't know where some of the piping ran, and and I knew which some of the rooms that it could be in. Um, And I never really could 
pinpoint it until it got a little louder. And then I heard it coming from one of the bookshelves. And we had a bunch of old books in there. Many of them were from the 1800s that were just being stored because that's how schools do. And I go to the bookshelf. I stand there. I'm trying to figure out exactly what it could be. It becomes louder. I pulled out a few books to see if there was actually something caught in there, or maybe it was some type of bug that got caught behind a book, which I know doesn't make sense, but it's after two, and I'm trying to rationalize it as much as possible because I'm also alone in one of the most haunted buildings on campus. Um, the louder it became, the more scared I remember being, and it, grow, it goes and grows into a full-on growl. It did not seem like any animal that I had ever heard, but finally it grew loud enough to fill the room became deeper and almost sounded like a roar, so I ran out of the building. I called my scene partner, who was now 45 minutes late, so we're at 2.45 a.m., and he was still in the computer lab. And I told him I would not go back in there until he arrived. So I waited, and he finally came, which was about 15 to 20 minutes later, so now we're at 3 a.m. And I told him what happened. I'm not sure if he believed me, because I don't really care. I experienced it. I know what happened to me. But we went back in and checked out the bookshelf. There was no way to move it, because it was built into the wall, but... As we rehearsed, we did not hear it again. We did stop one time because we heard a piano playing from the third floor. He and I both went up there to check it out, and there was one girl up there rehearsing at 3 a.m., like you do. And as we spoke to her, like, my partner Brandon knew her more than I did, really. I don't think I knew her at all, if I remember correctly. Um, But she finished while we were up there. And so we go back into the green room, and the piano starts playing again. And she told us she was leaving, and having just been up there, we knew she was the only person up there... So we went back up there um, to check it out, and they were empty. The piano stopped playing. I don't know what happened or how to explain that, so we rehearsed our scene once or twice more. I was really ready to get out of there. Um, And as we were leaving, you could still sometimes hear the piano playing. Mm -mm. Like, I remember hearing it on the way out. Um, and which honestly was, was not like, common for that building. Please say it was like Western saloon music. No, it was not Western saloon. Honestly, it sounded more classical than anything. It was probably like really something creepy, like the Moonlight like... Sonata. <laughs> or was it like out of tune um, Disney's Haunted Mansion um, ride piano? The Grim Grinning Ghost come out to socialize. I, I don't I know. know I one. just remember hearing faint piano Cha-cha-cha. playing. I don't think I could place it as anything specific other than just like a random piano playing. Uh, but that building, you know, it still stands on campus. They actually renovated it my senior year. So I really feel sorry for some of those new people in there because I'm sure they stirred up a bunch of stuff and spirits that are probably not happy with how it looks now. And that the and us theater kids got bumped to the second floor. Um, and you, I think you got your whole department kicked off a of floor, Shane. No, Shane I was didn't. partying too hard. We got a promotion from the morgue to ground <laughs> level. <laughs> from the morgue. Yes, it was the saw room. It was the, the band kids room. that got demoted, and they're on the bottom floor now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor band kids. So I do have a, another college story to share, um, but I may share that at a later time because it's a little long, and I want to get to my current life. Well, right. now that we're a um, Halloween podcast, I'm sure we'll have plenty of exactly. It could be, you know, it might be long enough to fill a bonus episode. Who knows? A little Halloween <laughs> podcast. It's a little happier one, but I want to tell the scary ones. So I, the place I currently live in, is haunted. It is a basement apartment and a really nice home that was built in the early 1900s. No known deaths on the property. However, my landlord's husband has passed away and it was his own doing, but it was not in the house. Oh, Oh. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, as soon as I moved in, I started to notice things. Like, I would hear disembodied voices that I could not make out what they were saying, and I couldn't pinpoint where they were either. Like, yet yeah, they were coming from one room, and I go in there, and they sound like they were somewhere else. Um, our landlord often goes out of town. Like, honestly, at this point, she's going every weekend. When I first moved in, I think it might have been every other weekend. But when she was gone, and we would watch her puppies, so we'd have them down here. And by puppies, I mean her <laughs> large dogs um, that were, I think, 9 or 10 at the time, or maybe even slightly younger. So they're grown dogs, but we kept them downstairs with us. Uh, and she would be gone, and we would be downstairs. And oftentimes, my roommate would go to bed, and I would still hear footsteps upstairs as if my landlord was home when I knew that she was not. And more disembodied voices would come from upstairs whenever I would open the door to check because the dogs would hear them too. And any noise I heard from upstairs, they're like, oh, mom is home, mom is home. And they would get really excited. So I would have to open the door sometimes, let them run up and see for themselves that mom was not home. And then they would come down disappointed like kids do. (laughs) But I would hear kind of hear these voices too. And I would be really frightened that either someone got in the house Or someone is living in some secret little compartment up there because my landlord has a lot of rooms that are not in use for bathrooms. And my roommate and I each have our own room and one bathroom. But, (laughs) and my landlord also lives alone except with her dogs, which now unfortunately is only one dog instead of two ghosts. Don't cross the streams. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I would hear these footsteps. I would hear more voices that I could not make out. And oddly enough, another weird thing that started happening when I first moved in is uh, the water faucets upstairs would turn themselves on when she was gone. I remember mm. two distinct times I would have to go upstairs and I would I turned off the kitchen faucet. Mm-hmm. And then a whole other separate time where I had to go upstairs and turn off the bathroom faucet. Because her one of her bathrooms is over our bathrooms. So when I heard the yeah. water running up there and that she wasn't there, I knew something was on. I go upstairs, the sink is running, but no one was there. <laughs> what is it about ghosts and turning on Fossils. water? Like, are they just, is it just that they want to be in an, an annoyance? What's their end game with turning water on water? Water is a crossover. The, oh, the moon controls I mean, it was, the water. There's oh. a mirror in front of it, so maybe they're just like stepping out of the mirror and knocking the faucet on, and then they're just like, oh my Whoops. god, that's a really I'm good idea. I'm actually just a really powerful like a vampire and yarling in my we should, constructed reality. should write a script after this. Yes. Let's talk. Um, so anyway, so those things began to happen. Um, the first time that I really ever understood any of the voices, because I kind of do now, sometimes I will hear certain things. Uh, one late night, I went to bed. I don't remember exactly what time. Again, I'm not staying up like uber late these days. So it was probably midnight at the latest. Um, don't lie, heard... you're out partying. <laughs> we know you are. So I heard two voices, and A this time they were town. right outside my bedroom. Like directly outside the door, like someone had got in and came, decided to have, and came and decided to have a conversation Outside my bedroom door. Um, And I understood them. And it was a male voice and a female voice. And the male voice said, do you think he's aware of us? And the female, which very matter-of-factly, it was almost kind of funny, says, yes, he knows about us. I did get up and open the door because they sounded like they were right there to see what it was. And, of course, there was nothing. And I know that was also making me really horror movie white. But I did it. Do you ever talk back to him? Just be like, can you guys shut up for five fucking minutes? I think sometimes I've had a few moments in the house. Like if I am not feeling well and I've had to go upstairs, like sometimes I'll do door checks and window locks. <laughs> I, I said a dirty word. 
Oh, okay. Thank you. That's what the beep button is for. Beep. I'll go back in and beep it. I'm sorry. It's our first beep. It's our first beep. And it's me. Of course it was me. My mom's going to be hey, so said, proud. I said the S word earlier. That should be beeped too. We're PG-13. Let me finish my story. Go, go, go. So anyway, um, I mean, that's my spot. Oh yeah, let's talk about the voices. And I um, was talking about how I go upstairs and I will do nightly door checks because my landlord has a lot of doors and a lot of windows that we want to make sure is closed because sometimes they have accidentally been left open and we didn't know it till the next morning. So we've been really lucky. We live in a great neighborhood. Um, but now that I do is nightly checks and sometimes when I'm not feeling good, like when I'm really just not feeling good or I'm feel- really feeling out of it, sometimes I'll hear like a few noises up there and I'll be like, not tonight. And then I go downstairs and I'm perfectly fine. Um, not tonight. There's been a few other times when I've just been so creeped out and I feel like I'm being watched a lot in that house. Um, and there's a few times where I feel like I'm watched outside. I'll go back into the house. And when I'm locking up and make sure everything's done upstairs, I'll just tell, like, I'll be like, protect us all. Like, if one breaks in, scare the hell out of them. Um, mm. Do you, are they creeping on you in the bathroom when you're showering? Or do they at least give you enough privacy no. there? We get privacy in there. Or I, say, I should say I do. Because my roommate barely experiences anything. Um, so part of me is like, if she listens to this episode, I don't know what she's going to mm. think if I hear all these things. Because there's been a few times, and I'm going to get into these times too, where I talk to her and ask her things, and she says that was not her. Um, but my roommate, the one thing that she has told me that she experienced, which is not quite on the level of what I've heard, uh, when her precious puppy was still alive, they were, she was home alone because this was right after her roommate before me and before I moved in, she was watching TV, her doggies laying there on the carpet in front of her. And this female voice from her bedroom calls the dog into her room. The dog gets up and goes into the room, but then it comes back out. It's confused because no one's in there. And that's like the one thing she has told me, uh, that it's just creeptastic, still no explanation. It's a great big old nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> packing up tonight <laughs> with these Burn voices i am now frequently i do experience i get woken up in the middle of the night by either a knock on my bedroom door that i will think's my roommate and the voice is now and this female voice started calling out my name oftentimes i think it's my roommate so i'll just be like yeah and i never get an answer i've gotten it before and enter the door and no one's there and she's in bed and this is happening at like 2 and 3 a.m um they have also got to the point where occasionally i will be woken up in the night by a a female voice calling my name and it's super scary because it sounds like she is right by my bed and so I think something's wrong and I always just wake up expecting you know like my roommate trying to wake me from a fire and there have been times I'll ask her did you knock on the door last night did you knock on the door early this morning did you call for me at all and she always says no and I really you know I don't think she's playing a prank she goes to bed quite early as well so I know she's not waiting till the middle of the night to prank me <laughs> for anything I would just set an alarm that's creepy man i don't know if we ever i don't know if i want to come and record at your place i know i want you to come and hear some stuff because i know you'll hear something um Mm. but the very last thing that i want to share um and like i said i lost my place i wrote down all my stories so i can keep track and keep all the details in them i want so i don't be like oh wait i forgot to tell them this part of it um but the very last thing I do want to share is the scariest thing that ever happened to me in this current house that I am still living in and still live in and still live in the exact same room that it happened in. So I... Where's the story start? So I woke up from a kind of bad dream. I wouldn't call it a night terror or nightmare, but I woke up. And when I woke up, for a brief, very brief moment, I was relieved until I see this 
translucent image of a woman sitting by my bed on what I use as a night table. Um, she became more solid as, as I kind of feel like I woke up a little more and I don't know. It was weird. I could see certain features of her, but she was still like a shadow person. I do remember that she had short blonde hair, almost like a bowl cut. Her skin looked like she spent way too much time in a tanning bed and she had on like a business attire. It was black with those shoulder pads, like from the nineties that were probably too big. And it seemed like she was either laughing or maybe crying. I couldn't tell, but she was doing something that looked like laughing and pointing at something at the foot of my bed. And my room was pitch black because for some odd reason, my TV and nothing was on. I don't know why. Sometimes my TV will cut itself off, but usually the lights from the satellite that I have cable through will remain on because it's just a feature that the TV has where it turns itself off when I don't watch it. And all I could hear was this ringing in my ears. But because I see this woman beside my bed... That scares me. And I take my pillow and I swipe at her and her and she just like fades away. Hmm. Then I turn and I see what she was probably trying to warn me about. But in front of my bed, um, like I said, when, when the TV goes off because there are lights on it, I can you see like the little red light from the TV that just shows that like it has power going to it. There was this giant shadow that was standing there and it was so big that it had to reach my ceiling And I could tell that it was like a shadow because it had blocked that light. But then as if it was standing in front of the TV, like it adjusted its legs and I could see the red light behind it. It's like, you know how lights are when someone stands in front of them. Mm -hmm. That is what I saw. And that scared me so bad that I shouted for help. And I figured I would wake up my roommate or I would wake up my landlord or I would at least have to explain myself tomorrow. No one came. I fiddled around for my glasses or my uh, remotes or something I could do to get the light on. Finally found my cell phone. Turned on the light on it. Luckily, everything was gone. Like, once I turned on the light, the shadow had just vanished. I don't know how to explain it or what it was. But that was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. And the funny ending from that scary moment is the next morning, my roommate told me she heard me yelling for help. But she thought, if I really needed help, I would yell again. So she wasn't going to worry about it. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. You should take that same... We, we joke about it now, how we need to yell three times if we really need help. And just hope that the person doesn't somehow cover your mouth or, you know, try to kill you in any other way. Um, but we also joke now, uh, she tells me, if she hears me, she's busting down the door no matter what. Right or die. Right yes. or die. But those are my ghost stories. I've been really, really super excited to share. I know those probably took a lot of time. So. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it did. I'm glad that you were able to actually share them finally. Yes. I feel like we're going to do a <clears throat> part two. I feel like there's more from Shane. Yes, there could be. I have a lot more stories to tell, just from Emory and Henry and this current house that I'm living in. And yes, guys, I have not moved out. I'm one of those people. That's okay. (laughs) Well, Shane mysteriously disappears. It was the ghosts. Mm -hmm. It was his house. So my stories now. Thomas, what you got? My story. Okay, so I've got a complicated relationship with belief in all this stuff as a skeptic. Uh, I definitely believe that ghosts believe exist in our mind. I, mm-hmm. you know, the, a lot of what we see. So rem- you got to remember at all times, the human field of vision is the size of a postage stamp held in arms length away. Mm-hmm. And everything else you see outside of that field of vision is your brain constructing it based on mm-hmm. rapid eye movement yes. and just what it knows <clears throat> already. So, uh, a lot of a lot of times, you know, when we see shapes out there, it's literally because your brain sees a tree and 
it also kind of looks like a person. So it kind of constructs something halfway in the middle. Uh, so I, I, I'm a big neuroscience hobbyist, uh, but I, I do love the way the brain works. And mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, obviously if someone has seen something somewhere, I think they have a strong feeling about it. Because that is your brain picking up a strong feeling that they are that is then creating in your head. So whether it is a physical manifestation or a mental manifestation, uh, you know, as a skeptic, I used to kind of, kind of, you know, be a jerk about people who believed in certain things. But I, I've grown to the point where I, I think that I've. It's definitely something that people can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to make people feel bad for their beliefs ever, especially you, Shane, because I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. People tell me it was sleep paralysis, but I'm like, then how did I swipe it with my I mean, life? sleep paralysis <laughs> stinks. I, I have that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it is no fun. So I, I and, but yeah. Um, but I do have some experiences that were just wild to me and shook me. And the, the number one I ever had, uh, so when I was in middle school, rough time, uh, my brother had a high school girlfriend that I loved and, um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed when he, they would, she came over like every day and I, she was so nice and it, I enjoyed when they would come over. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was like just far enough we were four years apart. So like, it was one of those things where like, I was just far enough apart that like, I was definitely trying to tag along all the time. We weren't like completely separate in our development. Uh, and it stunk when I couldn't, but I, I really enjoyed hanging out with, with him and his girlfriend in high school. And they're over there every day. So I'm, I'm in my kitchen making like toast uh, I, yes. I was I was literally at the toaster oven. I remember that, and and there was like we had a little bar, and our living room was on the other side of it, and and like that was that was like the open area, and then it, we had our kitchen. So I was standing in front of our toaster oven, and I swear my brother's truck had pulled in that day, mm-hmm. and sometimes um, they would like sit in the in the front yard and finish their song before they came in. Uh, and so I thought they were sitting out there. I swear I saw my brother's truck pull in that day. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they pulled in and like forgot something and pulled out. I don't know. But I was staying in the kitchen making my toast, assuming they were out in the front yard. And then all of a sudden I heard my brother's girlfriend go, hey. And it scared me because I thought they were still outside. Uh huh. I jumped. I was like, holy crap, you scared me. Way to sneak up on me, all this stuff. Look, she's not there. Go to the window in our kitchen. Look outside at our front driveway. No truck. Weird. I lost it. I went to my living room, put the television on, and turned it up like to the loudest possible. Because <laughs> I guess that fins off ghosts. It does. That's why I sleep with one on. I, I was shook. And that, that was like my... My one in, in, you know, like I said, believing in the neuroscience stuff, like maybe it was just literally all of the primed expectations of thinking there was a truck in the driveway and thinking they were going to come inside and I was going to hear her say, Hey, mm-hmm. maybe that was a thing that my, 
and my brain just played a trick on me, but that, that left me shook. Uh, and, and like I talked about in a previous episode, you know, we had that thing about uh, a, a female child ghost turning on the, the water in our house Mm -hmm. that always, uh, or the sinks. And then last but not least in that house, we had a hallway that ran the length of the house that went the length of the bottom floor. Mm Um, and, Sometimes our cats would get the zoomies and run back and forth. Like they do. And it would cause the house to settle. And sometimes our house would just settle. But sometimes I would swear I would hear people walking down that Mm -hmm. hallway. Or running down that hallway. Or falling down that hallway. Uh, So that's... (laughs) That'd be my guess. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So that's... That's my experience with with my childhood house and and our our haints, as they say in the Western North Carolina mountains. <laughs> and their hainted places. Our hainted places. But yeah, that's good, Reggie. I am. I've already heard some of your stories. I don't know if I'm ready. Pass, passing the torch. <laughs> All right. So I've I've got two spooks and a story. Mm-hmm. All right. So the so the first one is. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I time traveled? No. Except for the fact that we are from that universe where the Shazam movie exists. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I used to live in Monroe, North Carolina, which is like right outside of Charlotte. Yes. The house that I lived in is still there, but it is now a like car dealership. Like it's really oh, weird to drive okay. past it. Like the the house that I lived in literally is now like the, the office for the office, and then everything around it is like been paved mm-hmm. and is now like a car dealership. So anyway, so when we lived in that house, it was right off of seventy four. It was on the left hand side. It was right off of the highway. There was a little closet inside my closet. Mm-hmm. Like there was a there was a closet, and then inside of it there was like a little door okay. inside of that, and it connected from my room. Into my parents' room, there was like it like was a like a secret passage. Yeah, it was basically like a little secret passage, and so I blocked their side so they so it couldn't come in, and I would hide in there and kept all my stuff in there. It's where I kept my Pokemon cards to keep them safe and like anything of importance to me. That's mm-hmm. that's where I hid. Um, and that I don't I don't know if they knew that it was there <laughs> or not, but it was my own little secret thing that I had. So I remember, and so when I lived there, it was fifth, sixth, and part of seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So this happened somewhere between that time frame. And so this is what happened, is that I was home alone, mm-hmm. but my little sisters weren't even home at all. And I looked at the clock, and it said that it was like 11, I don't know, 11 something. Mm-hmm. I went into my room, I went into that little, my little thing, and for some reason... I went out of it through my parents' room. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I, I unblocked it and I exited out. And it was into their mm-hmm. closet. And then I came out of their room and yeah. went back. And when I went into the kitchen, it was 10-something. Same day? And it was the same day. It wasn't like a weird, like the clocks had changed or anything like that. I went and looked at the other clocks that were in the house and it was 10-something. <laughs> so you lost like how many hours? No, it went backwards oh, it went in backwards. time. Oh, okay. I went back oh, okay. in time about an hour Okay, somehow. Because I, I know, and I know you're like, oh, you're just a kid. You didn't pay attention to that. No. Uh, and I understand I have dyslexia. I mm-hmm. will admit I'll be the first person to say that. And it's numbers. I get numbers really badly. 
But there's no way that I saw 11 instead of 10. Exactly. Like I would know double ones mm-hmm. versus a one and a zero. I choose to believe you traveled back in time. I don't know what it was, man. <laughs> I, I do not know. It. And I literally went back into the closet the other way, blocked the door again, and came back out, and it was still like 10 something. So it didn't like fix it. I didn't go back so to my you're normal just time. always like, perpetually an hour behind. I, I think that I, if you looked at my cells, mm-hmm. my cells would be an hour older than what it actually currently is. Because I I really genuinely believe mm-hmm. and think that I travel. I believe time. you did. Hold your arm out so I can carbon date you. Really <laughs> like well. really, like I'm serious. Like if you were to mm-hmm. like carbon date my cells, they would be an hour older than what it actually could possibly be. Mm-hmm. So you hold the keys to the future. In Maybe your hand right now, right there. I could wear a key necklace that's for a your, reason. That's your secret power. Key, you can manipulate a time key necklace. So actually, my secret power is the next story that I'm oh, going okay. to tell you. So I have two weird things about me. One of them, my mom explains, is that it's she, and this is her own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. is, is she believes in like types of things like gifts from God, mm-hmm. the gift from God. And one of them is um, empathy, empathy. What empathy? is it? Like where I can sense emotions. Like I can literally yes. walk into an em- a empath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do truly believe that I have some type of empathic ability because I can literally walk into a room, not know anybody in there, but I can literally feel the tension in the air. I can under, I know if somebody's going through something, I've literally Maybe. walked in and been like, what's wrong. You've also had to live in an environment where you had to pick up on those cues for survival. Yeah, I guess so. So that's one thing about Sorry. me also. I have this secret thing about me and I try not to to do them because it's it freaks me out a little bit. I have a what if power. Okay. I have a history of creating these like what if scenarios mm-hmm. and then they immediately come true. I lived in Germany mm-hmm. when I was in four uh second and third grade. And I distinctly remember being outside talking with some friends and was joking and being like, what if all of a sudden we moved to like someplace crazy like Hawaii and then I was gone forever. (laughs) And then a month later we moved to Hawaii. Oh, I one time thought, what if like, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, what if school didn't have to happen because of it? a test and mm-hmm. I can't remember if I thought it was like rain or a flood mm-hmm. but whatever it was it happened it happened I remember thinking like what if this family isn't my real family and one day I'll find my real family and that happened mm-hmm. I mean obviously they weren't biologically my real family but they weren't but my real true, family yeah um it scares me a little bit. There's been some things that I have thought what if and then it happened and they're not like particularly great things mm-hmm. and I <gasps> I know it's just coincidence. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not casting doubt on it because <laughs> I, I've had that feeling too. And I think it's just when you have a fast brain, your your brain does a lot of of laps around things, so things come up. But I'm not. I'm not doubting it. I mean, I, I don't. You, I used to think about Rugrats episodes, and then they would be on that night. I know that sounds weird, but like I used to think I could get, I could like predict TV because, and maybe it was just because I thought about Rugrats all the dang time. Maybe because you watched <laughs> the episodes and you knew the sequence of what they would be showing maybe, or something but subconsciously. There was a, I swear there were nights where I just think about an episode that day at school and then that night when I get home it'd be on. But that's, 
That's definitely a coincidence. Well, those are two spooky things about me that mm-hmm. have happened. My time Very travel cool. and then my what-if power. And your creepy bedroom. Well, yeah, my bedroom. But, I mean, he he was harmless and it was never – I literally never had any kind of, like, fear or scare or anything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would happen was that I would be a little bit pissed off that my clothes was wrinkly because they were knocked off my chair. I'm, really, <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid of being hurt by ghosts. I I, I feel bad for ghosts. I don't think ghosts can actually hurt us. I think ghosts push us to hurt they ourselves. They scare us. They scare us. I think they, they scare us hysteria. to fall, hit things, knock things over, and that's how we get hurt. I don't think horror movies are... I am kind nice. of terrified of demons. <laughs> the idea of demons. Possession. Yeah, I was going to say, I think demons can kind I'm not of afraid of possession, but just like the idea that there's like forces that are malevolent against you. But I feel like a lot of ghosts are just like, man, they're stuck. I they're they're think, like a strong mm-hmm. imprinted area in a, a space and time and and you know like every, when I hear stories of ghosts that are like they can't move to the other side like that really gets me. Mm-hmm. They have unresolved issues. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to buckle up for this last one? Yes. All right, bring us home. <laughs> this is from my mother. Mm-hmm. So my mom grew up in Sparta, mm-hmm. Allegheny County, not not far from here. Sparta. Sparta. This and Sparta. apparently in Sparta, where they're very southern, <laughs> yeah. there was – and I I did Google it. So when I say this, I'm not being offensive at all. It, Google said that it is not offensive to say okay. there were a lot of gypsies mm-hmm. in that area. I don't think that we really call them that anymore. I think we Romani. call them Romas. Romas. I think Romas is the short term for that. I Travelers mean, is what I've travelers. also heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, never use that hashtag gypsy lifestyle. It's a straight up racial slur. Yeah, I don't I don't think they they like it. I don't know. So I because I don't know, I'm going to use the term Roma mm-hmm. for this story. So my mom said that there were a lot of Romas in her in that area whenever she was growing up. And this was a story that her grandma told mm-hmm. them. So you have to think like this is probably my mom was born, I don't ooh, <laughs> I don't know, probably in like the 60s. For your and, mom's sake, she's 35, right? Yeah, my mom is a beautifully <laughs> young 35. So I'm talking probably like early 1900s mm-hmm. is when this time period is. And so in the small town of Sparta where she grew up, there was this woman whose husband passed away. I believe it was like some type of farm accident. Aww. It was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was going to leave them destitute because he passed away. And in that time, you were always supposed to have somebody sitting with the body. Yes. You know, like that. the olden days yeah, and stuff like that. They sat with the dead. And I don't know if that's because maybe sometimes they weren't actually dead and they came back. That's and, where it came. That's where the tradition came from. So, you know, that the, the husband died mm-hmm. and there was going to be the sitting with the body. Mm-hmm. So she talked to somebody and they said, well, you know, if you're really this desperate to have him back, maybe you should go talk to the old Roma lady who mm-hmm. lives in the, in the mountains. And so she said, okay. So she went out late one night. Or I guess it wasn't late one night. It was mm-hmm. her husband had just died and he was sitting in the home and yeah. there were people sitting with him. And so she went out to the Roma's house and the old Roma lady said that she would help her. But she has to understand that there are a few rules with this. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest rules is, is that when she goes there, she's going to go into the room where her husband is and she's going to shut the door. Mm-hmm. No matter what sound she hears, no matter what lights she hears, no matter what she sees, she is to not open the door. Mm-hmm. 
So she said, okay, what, what kind of, what could, what could mm-hmm. it be? Yeah. <clears throat> and she said that it might not work the first time. And she said, okay. So that night after everybody had left and it was just her and her husband in the house, because I think how it worked is that they was in their own living room, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, people would sit with her so she could go out and do the, get the funeral arrangements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So everybody had left and it was just her. So then the Roma lady came. Mm-hmm. She went into the, the room and she shut the door mm-hmm. and you know, the lady heard some chanting. She heard some bangs, some clanks, and she heard a couple thumps kind of like that. Yeah. And so a little time went past and the lady, the Roma lady came out and she left and she said, I'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think at that point in time, like they sat with the dead for a couple days or something like that. I don't know why. I, I, because in the olden days you were pronounced dead, but you might not have been. Yeah. So and really- like my mom, <laughs> you know, this is an olden day. And yeah. My mom is telling a story of a story. Mm-hmm. So this is what was being told to me. So on the second night, the lady comes back, mm-hmm. you know, everybody leaves. It's just the person. And the lady comes back and she's desperate. Mm -hmm. And the the Roma woman goes behind the door and she shuts the door and she's banging. And she hears the banging Mm -hmm. and she hears the sounds. Mm -hmm. And she's just so worked up and she just doesn't know what she can do. And she finally, she just can't take it anymore. And so she gets up and she walks over to the door. And she puts her ear to it and she's listening. And she swears that she can hear her husband saying, something Mm -hmm. and so she desperately wants to open it and so she reaches her hand out to the doorknob and as she slowly turns it and opens it up (laughs) and that was the end of the story (laughs) oh there's all this build up and then it it was was. just a boom i hope i scared you out there listeners you did scare me good yes i did that that was the story I like it. These were good. I My mom tells always tells that story like in the middle of the night, like driving home up our super dirt road or something uh-huh. like that. Um, but it's always, I don't know. Maybe I rushed the end a little bit. No, I think I think you were good. I mean, I kind of monopolized the beginning, but I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but those are my ghosts, my my story, and my my experiences. Yay! Well, we hope you enjoyed, listeners. Mm-hmm. As always, we want to give a shout out to Willow Mountain Woodwork, uh, custom furniture here in the high country. Our good friend, Jordy Marie Games, you can find her on Twitch. She's back at it with Animal Crossing, getting ready for that new update. Also, you can find us on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Kofi, at Total Nerd List. And I guess until next week, bye!